0: I feel like i need to run when you put this song on it's such a weird
1: intro <laughs> <outro>. it is <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't
1: know what to do <laughs> like, that's a good one it's a good uh, it's just like a it's like the adam west batman show like, <laughs> yeah in between kind <laughs> kind of. Of. Kind yeah. Of. yeah yeah Ooh, we should have better transition than, sounds better than yeah
0: that's
2: what this is
0: you're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean-American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ.
1: Welcome back to The John Chi Show. It's Patrick here with Nathan and KJ. Ooh, I kind of fucked up right there at the end. And I just said the F word really loud on the podcast. I don't normally do that. I just dropped it hard.
2: That's fine. We have an explicit rating.
1: That is true. We do have explicit rating. I don't know. We don't cuss very often on our show.
0: Yeah, why not?
1: Why not? Uh, uh, Why don't we say whatever we we want to say? I
0: won't be cussing, though. You you can cuss all you want. Go ahead. Say what you need to say. I only cuss when I hurt myself or when I'm playing video games. No. Interesting.
1: How often? Which
2: you do both at the same time. <laughs> Sometimes. You swear at the video game and then throw the controller down in anger and it hits your pinky toe and then you swear
0: again. <laughs> Hilarious. It hits the smallest of right to your toes right into my head. Yeah, and then Calvin's like, Daddy, <laughs> get the. <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing a game we have been lucky <laughs> we don't we don't cuss a whole lot so honestly our kids have not said any uh cuss words yet and i don't know if that's like a, a thing like you know how you see on tv where kids always say something funny when they're little or something because they don't know what the meaning is so far we haven't had that yet so mm. or because kids have no noon chi. yeah no noonchi.
1: Well yeah. they're just repeating what they hear. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that you don't cuss very much means that they're probably not hearing that to have, mm-hmm. have yeah. repeated it. Yeah, I
2: think. You know yeah. what's funny though is uh by the way this is John Chi show uh with KJ Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, oh my god. I KJ, KJ Nathan. You're Nathan now. You are Nathan now. I, he did I, that I last time in I the last episode. I can't talk good. Um this is John Chi show. John Chi means a feast to celebrate we're here. Celebrating our shared intersectional identities, mostly about adoption and being Korean, and maybe about being men today. But um, before we probably not get into that, I just wanted to say the funniest thing to me since moving back to Texas and reconnecting with old friends is for a lot of them, especially ones who I grew up going to church with. Now they're like the one of the earliest things they say to me is like, "Oh, by the way, I cuss a lot more," <laughs> because interesting. Like, it's just a whole thing of like, when you grow up in a conservative evangelical church, you are just like, you know, there's a proper way of speaking, whatever. And you basically learn, besides maybe some of the good things, you also learn that your body is terrible, you're a trash person, and you should never swear. And like, you just learn to hate yourself real good, and like repress yourself real good. And so for people coming out of that, they're like, one of the first bits of reclamation is swearing and they're like, oh, wait, so I'm not going to get zapped for the Thunderbolt from on high if I say the (laughs) F-bomb or like whatever. And and like, sometimes it's like, I'll even censor myself and be like, why did I do that? I didn't, who's that for? I'm, (laughs) it's literally just me, you know? And so, yeah, it's just one of those things, but I think it's so funny because that's such a... A, fir- a clear first sign of like oh yeah we're doing some some deconstruction we're doing some work here like, do
1: you find that there is a certain curse word that your friend group who is now finding themselves reclaiming this language seem to seem drawn to or is it just across <laughs> no, the spectrum is it everything
2: it's not even <laughs> uh, it's not even uh that they're drawn to a specific word it's just like they try it out like i can tell it's like they'll drop <laughs> they'll just subtly
1: be like oh Damn,
2: and it's like, like you can tell that they're just like tiptoeing to see if I'm gonna be cool with it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't care.
1: <laughs> this is that awkward like two and a half second pause where you can really tell they're like it's kind of like, it's it like just when, you're, out.
2: when you're interested in someone and you're like i think you like me and i like you and i think you might know it too but i don't want to be the one that makes the first move it's that like mental chess game you know <laughs> oh i get that uh, i 100% yeah, get that so
0: it's just like are you you don't want to put all, all your cards here? on the table too soon <laughs> right exactly yeah
2: so, so they, they like they go in with the softy and then they're like okay are you my people and then they kind of like ramp up yeah
1: <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> that's funny
0: Dude, maybe you should just learn some cuss words in uh, korean how about that
2: <laughs> <laughs> i know a couple i know how you to do. Pick a, i know how to pick a good fight in korean <laughs> oh. that was i learned that in high school because that's like when we had uh korean exchange students they're like how do you like pick a fight in korean and they're like what are some korean curse words and I'm like yeah. do you want to die like,
1: <laughs> like, is utilizing though? is utilizing a curse word in korean specifically meant to pick a fight or is it more so? it's just used as emphasis, like we use curse words? and
2: no, it's English. yeah, it's just the same, yeah, but I like any if you watch any any k drama, um like anytime you hear like something like i sh-, I think that's mm. them like getting real close, like uh, okay are, uh, like a early odds deep cut for those ninety kids, like spy kids. It's like when uh, whatever the girl was like, shit, talkie mushrooms. It's like oh, the same no. kind of, it's the same kind of thing.
0: Like I, sh-. I used to like, say that we I used all, to do things like that. We
2: all hear the word coming after that, you know, assuming you speak Korean, like you all know what they mean, but you can't say it probably because of censorship. And, you know, I don't know how K-dramas production work, but, you know, you know how it is. So,
1: yeah, Are curse words very stigmatized in the Korean culture. Is it like is it like the way that we – or like the way when you were describing like Christians specifically, how it's like mm-hmm. ingrained in you early on that this is bad. Like I would say for many children, it's kind of posed that way. But then you get to a certain point where you're just flying it off the handle. Like when I was <laughs> in middle school, I remember it was like, oh, I'm going to be saying all kinds of cuss words all the time now um, just because I thought it was funny for whatever reason. But I'm wondering – and like it – and I even – especially now, it feels like – it's more socially acceptable to, cur- to curse. And like I remember growing up in PG-13 movies, never an F-bomb. But now you'll find – you'll probably get maybe one depending on the type of movie or show that you're going to watch. Oh, well, um, if it's PG-13, you only get one. Well, I was going to say you get – is it only one or is it – Yeah. Okay. If you do
2: more than that, then you get the, the R rating.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But is for it goodness. like that in Korean culture where it's like – is it highly stigmatized or is it like you get to a certain point where it's like, eh, we're all saying it? No, I mean
2: I I don't – like I can't obviously speak for actual people living their lives in Korea. But, <laughs> oh, um, I thought you were going like to be able to. Never, yeah, having never <laughs> done that myself. But um, no, I think it's it's similar. Just like there is a an appropriateness. Sure. You know, and so, like, I don't know about like, I think the the grounds maybe that swearing has taken <laughs> uh, in, in becoming more appropriate in more places and through more mediums
0: when like, you're think, hurting yourself or playing video games.
2: Right. But even like <laughs> even like podcasts, you know, like I think the reach of podcasts and like really big shows um podcasts like as a medium are more informal and so it's like more appropriate to swear in podcasts where like mm. maybe in a radio show because a it comes from traditional media uh, but b it's still got like all of the overhead of like old media and the networks and all that stuff like it's less appropriate to swear on radio even though they're essentially the same you know what i mean so i think yeah. it's kind of that thing and i don't know but i like my experience of swearing in korean which is mostly through k-dramas is just like it's you know it's i think very analogous to what we have here and also i think this is interesting too just like the prevalence and jerry and i were talking about this um when we were together last time i think but like it's wild to me and to us how christianity um has like dominated korean culture that it is Mm -hmm. so new to this really ancient civilization but like it just like has, has totally shifted the mindset of the peninsula at Mm -hmm. least the Southern part, you know, in a way that I think there's a lot of, uh, similarities between Korea and America because of Christianity and like, just that, I mean, white colonial whatever like there's just a lot of similarities to that and even maybe some sense of sensibilities around morality um, or around like what is a quote-unquote appropriate you know that makes um, sense. so that's kind of an interesting you know kind of thing it's obviously it's not one to one but it might be like one to three so
0: now there needs to be a big study on on uh is has cussing gone down in korean culture or up based on it's probably that. gone up just because <laughs> i mean the
1: way of the world but yeah <laughs> I wonder if it's even possible to get data on that. On, that, really on that question, that's how uh, movies are there's made. There's
0: data for everything. I, I, I mean, come on. I get back and look up right now and find the most used swear word per state. Well, i a lot of those graphs. That is interesting.
1: Oh, <laughs> that is kind of right. interesting. Uh, Nathan's gonna, <laughs> Nathan's yeah. gonna
2: go on a deep dive real quick, and we're just gonna pad for time. That's fine.
1: We're just padding for time. Um yeah. I was gonna. Yeah. Man, So when we <laughs> find out which oh. cuss words are popular in your so state. So while you're talking about that, actually, <laughs> while you're while you're looking that up, as this, as as of two days ago, KJ and I were just together with uh the aforementioned Jerry in Austin, Texas, for South by oh, Southwest. Yeah. Oh. I forgot about. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> yep, yep. 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 Yes. FOMO for Nathan. FOMO for Nathan. Are you still <laughs> looking up the states? No COVID for his COVID. Yeah, Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, no COVID. Yeah, I'm a. I don't know. Little, kind of worried about it still, obviously, but uh, excited. Oh wait, no. Now I'm talking in the present, but I'm supposed to be speaking in the past tense. That's fine because this has happened already. It's Anyways,
2: fine. listeners get how
1: time works. Exactly, they get. We we mess with the timelines on this <laughs> show, but anyway, okay. I'm just gonna drop all pretense. This is obviously being recorded before we've arrived no, in it's Texas. Not. Nobody knows um, that. <laughs> I'm messing the timelines up again. Very excited to be able to see one of my fellow co-hosts in person, and excited to <laughs> get into Texas because I've never been to Austin before. Um, have you been to Austin before? Is like Aust- is Austin a place that you frequented in your uh, Texas experience?
2: <laughs> it is not a place that I frequented. Uh, it's a place that I drove through. But we Sarah has some family in Austin, and so we went kind of. We went fairly recently. Uh, the traffic is horrible um right which is <laughs> real unfortunate and i can't imagine what traffic in austin during south by is going to be like uh so sarah and i just plan on leaving like an hour before we need to be anywhere even if it's like five minutes away <laughs> like um, perfect so yeah no i mean austin austin's a cool town um you can watch it in its many forms on Queer Eyes, the latest season, <laughs>
0: oh
1: yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot it yeah, wasn't that awesome. All,
2: all happens around, yeah, Sarah was like, oh, we could go to that one place." And I was like, "Oh yeah, weird. <laughs> like a place that I saw on TV I could just go to, and it's in my state, and it's
1: only three hours away. I don't know. is I feel like she's probably referencing that was a general reference to everywhere, but is she specifically referencing the dog re- sanctuary or the no, pet she sanctuary was,
2: she was not <laughs> referencing that. She was referencing the dessert place.
1: Oh, the dessert place. Okay. So, yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. Very fun. All right, Nathan, what What are the results? No
0: clue what you guys are talking about. We are talking in. about a hit Netflix co- show called Queer Eye. Right? I know. I, I don't watch <laughs>
1: it. I don't watch it, unfortunately.
0: Hey, um, that's,
1: a, that's our masculinity conversation right there. Let's yeah. go. Switch it. Run it back. So
0: if you want to ju- jump right back to my back. our previous thing, the top five states with the most cussing, um, typically the F word, are Massachusetts, virginia, virginia new mexico alaska iowa and utah which is very wow. interesting those are
1: that was not i would have not probably picked any of those states i, I
0: yeah i know those uh, wow the most cursing prone oh wait oh wait full breakdown maybe i was going backwards
1: hit me with those five again Hit me with your top five. five.
0: That's it. The top five states that curse the most. Virginia, New Mexico, Alaska, Iowa, and Utah. Why don't you hit me with your top five? No clue why. No clue why.
1: That's interesting. That's very interesting. If I'm away.
0: Speaking of masculinity, men are 16.5% more likely to curse Mm. than women.
2: I will say that does... um, That's right. Yeah. Well... yeah, but I think that that is just generally and due to patriarchy. Very true. You know what I mean? Like it's because of the unnecessary weight of expectation that we place on women and women presenting people. One hundred
0: percent. If you look at a graph of certain words that are um, actually, it does it by like a heat graph. Nathan is
2: lost in the numbers.
0: <laughs> the the South yeah. and Florida are actually some of the worst states.
1: Not but, surprised. Yeah, interesting too. Florida's literally has a bill right now; <laughs> they're trying to pass. Oh my it's god! Called don't Florida. say gay. And Florida. Ohio,
0: <laughs> Ohio is also up there in the the list. Ohio, so. Oklahoma, so yeah.
2: Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, but, South
0: Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas. Again, typically, I think cursing would come from your parents. Do you either of your parents curse? Nope. No. Mm, yes.
1: Not yes. a lot frequently. I think, yeah, not a lot yeah. frequently. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I think that they try to withhold because it's like cursing is bad. Mm-hmm. But obviously, picked it up very quickly. You take me for a uh, wash your mouth out with soap
0: kind of guy. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, happen? I I I I spew <laughs> my fair share of curses. Actually, <laughs> when I'm driving uh, alone, that is when you'll hear me curse the most and the loudest. Well, I, um, I, I guarantee hear you I am by yourself. I'm one of the best people i probably if you if there was a competition for uh who can string the most f bombs unique <laughs> f bombs in a row in one coherent sentence i would i would put my name in there uh as a potential front runner Wow um what I can a get creative <laughs> <laughs> I get creative with it <laughs> uh, i mean it's 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 creative kind of um nah. but yeah i think it's i think something that's funny is that uh my mom never really used to cuss very much and then as when i got into college like i was really just i kind of like lost my in or my filter when i was around her specifically (laughs) and one day she just started (laughs) she just started saying the f-word just out of nowhere and a (laughs) lot and then she and she has just not stopped since and it's been it's kind of hilarious um and it's just like i don't know like the roles reversed in that sense where i feel like i started saying like you cursing a lot and she just kind of picked it up so i think that's funny
0: well there's actually a documentary done in 2005 (laughs) about the f word and so if you're interested you can uh go view that viewers listeners whatever they actually use the f word 857 times in the
1: movie well if it's a documentary about the word i would expect them to use it a minimum uh, a yeah. thousand times so right now they're not even meeting my threshold nope no movie has ever broken 1000 jeez interesting <laughs> that's an interesting fact yeah
0: is it i have no there. clue how any of this goes along with our adoption stories or <laughs> <laughs>
1: i mean i will <laughs> say that this is probably 17 minutes of the most incoherent conversations that we've ever had. No, this show. is
0: a very coherent
2: conversation on our experience with swearing. It's just That is true. Real, that is true. It just feels f- super off topic. But I will say
1: it does feel off topic. I
2: actually swear <laughs> the most when I like the most you know, we talked about like all of the Christian repression that happened in my brain, but like the most at ease I have been and consequently the most I have sweared is when I was with y'all. Um, and I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: I blame In Patrick.
1: LA. It's
0: Patrick's fault. <laughs> um,
1: I was going to. Yeah, OK, I'll let you go. I have a follow up to that. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I think it's more just like. I don't know if it's just L.A. because I don't fully remember <laughs> yeah. being like if LA I was is like this fault. at, at uh, your wedding. No, I totally was. Um, so I think um, I think it's partially just being around CADS. And I don't mm. know if it's the confluence of CADS and Koreatown. Like because I met Katie in LA and then met her, met her Oh, now you're
0: blaming Katie? Oh, right, right, No, 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 I'm saying
2: because I met Katie in LA and then saw her again at Patrick's wedding, if that was like enough to trigger that, you know, whatever. But um, no, I think, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes, like just how weird it is living with adoption and how sometimes you just always feel like you have to explain yourself. You just have this like mental weight or you feel like you're living with a ghost or, you know, whatever, But when you're with other CADs, all of that stops because you don't have to do the translating, you don't have to do the filtering, you don't have to do any of that, right? And so I think for me, I and I've regularly reflected on this, like when I have been in LA for the Chi show and Chi related things, or when I've been with y'all, it has been the most free and the most at ease my brain has been in a long time. Now, part of that could be because it's also like vacation time. But I think even still, like I almost always have my language filters running, but they just run they run differently when I'm with y'all, you know, and when I'm with other adoptees. And so I wonder if that's I wonder if that's part of it, you know, is like that I can let go by letting go of some need to translate or some need to filter or some need to like I can really like actually let them all down and so my brain has never felt lighter which has been really nice Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that's like that makes me excited Nathan for you to go to Con and like and experience that again like just being around adoptees is just such a special thing you
0: know right cussing up a storm well
1: (laughs) I'm not cussing up a storm no well I mean if I go I mean I think it's gotta be somewhat chemical you know because I think 100% agree like when Even in like a clubhouse room when we were doing those and it was just all adoptees, Mm. like it really felt like a rush. And it was like, and just when hearing you describe it, it's like kind of like that dopamine hit that you get, like your brain feeds you, like when you experience this new euphoria. And I do think that I had a similar experience in L.A. um, Just being around other adoptees, it does. I mean... Even when I when I'm drinking, you can bet my inhibition's coming down. Definitely cuss, probably a little bit more. Definitely <laughs> louder. Um, definitely but louder. I do feel like it did. It was. It just was a different kind of inhibition release. Uh, being in that group, because like you said, you know, it's like your language filters. You can kind of you can shut them off a little bit, and even though it feels like you're meeting or even though it is almost factually, you're meeting these people for the very first time in person. Something that you said a long time ago on one of our episodes that really stuck with me is like the power of, or why these digital relationships have become actually are really important is because we were able to like develop that and build in kind of the dopamine hits of of that, those euphoric feelings of being in community um before we ever meet in person and then when we meet in person it's like those filters we've already subconsciously learned how to turn them off uh in these groups in conversation and i realize it gets different obviously when you get into person or meet in person but for whatever reason it's like we've been able to not compartmentalize but just like Well, yeah, it's just like free ourselves to be able to be ourselves Mm -hmm. uh, in a group of people who are most likely operating in the same manner.
0: It's true. And you might, like you said, you might uh, just not be worried as much what you say. And that maybe that's why you just blurt out whatever's on your mind. (laughs) and If it be cuss words or other things.
1: Well, I don't necessarily think it's so much more you're worried like what you're going to say and and a group of other adoptees it's more that you know that the things that you're going to cuz you can always say something offensive you can always <laughs> get go off and say something that Patrick people like, are don't not worry, ag- you can, not in agreement with you
2: don't have to with. put down stuff you don't have to stop saying <laughs> yeah.
1: offensive things you can keep saying exactly offensive. you can continue no, to be offensive but um for uh, i mean for adoptees it's like you don't have to worry about like KJ said, explaining your story or giving your entire history of how you got adopted or my siblings aren't biologically related to me or this or that. Like you don't have to really worry about that anymore. And it's just, you're really meeting uh, on a human level. Honestly, it's one of the most honest human interactions that I've ever had in person was like meeting you both physically and then meeting the rest of the adoptees uh, in our group. And I honestly, I get that still. When we meet with when I meet with the Indiana people in person, but even online, even in our Sunday support groups, I always will say whenever I have the the opportunity now to make sure I'm there at the end, I'll always go in and feel like I don't really want to do this. But at the end of it, it's like I'm so glad that I did this, and it's because it's unlike any other feeling or experience or or group meetup that I have or or Mm -hmm. I've been privy to. So. I agree. Support did.
0: <laughs> I, think,
2: I think it's just like a, a product of being with your people. Right. And especially when you come out of the fog um, and like just have that whole experience as an adult, I think you immediately naturally call into question, well, who are my people? And do my people exist? And am I suddenly alone? Like, I don't know. Even even doing the show and like being connected to a bunch of adoptees, it can still be so easy to feel like you're the only adoptee in the world. Right. Even though like, you know that that's true, you know, and more future adoptees are probably being, probably being made at this moment. But like, it's still just like, man, man, I just feel like I am the only one. It can feel so isolating. It can feel so alone. And one of the, the privileges of doing the show uh, and doing it with video is anytime um, one of our guests comes on and says something about like adoptees or the adoptee community, and they just lead into like you know how all of our heads will nod. Doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. where they go. It doesn't matter if they're like you know how adoptees are awesome or like you know how adoptees can be frustrating or you know how it feels like to. It doesn't matter where they go. We're just already there with them, and like I don't know. I mean there probably are but like recently there are so few spaces where i get that level of acceptance and that level of go with itness and that level of like safety in any interaction you know and and all of those things and that level of like deep understanding like experiential level understanding you know and i think that that's what makes it so unique and so powerful i know obviously you can experience that in other places but like I don't know for me being a dude being um heterosexual being fairly light-skinned like i didn't realize my need for safe spaces until coming out of the fog and then i was like oh what is this and then i found a safe space i was like oh this is the thing that i was craving you know and now like i think before all of this before 2020 i didn't understand like i don't know like the need for support groups i guess like in sure. a like intellectually understood it but like not like kind of the other things that we go through and now having been to a thing where people just get it and been to a safe space like that and even like it could be as simple as like women celebrating Valentine's day you know like even that level of thing like i'm just like oh i get that so much more now because i've experienced that myself and you know because for especially for a straight white guy, the world is your safe space. So,
1: right. you know, <laughs> well, um, yeah, before all this and before 2020, like, I don't even know if I could have really accurately described what a safe space was, it's particularly mm-hmm. for me. Like, intellectually, I could be like, oh, a safe space is obviously where someone goes and they're okay to be themselves. But I never really, I don't think, had ever experienced that truly in the way that I have in this community and, and especially with the show. I think. Just as you were uh, describing that experience, KJ, I was thinking about times in the past where I had felt like I was safe, but, or accepted, you know, for myself, but and I was like, wait a minute, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I was tricking myself into thinking that I was being accepted for X, Y, or Z, when really at the end of the day, like, that was like my self-forced assimilation of wanting to fit into these spaces, so it wasn't a genuine safety. It wasn't a genuine acceptance, even though I may have been being accepted by the people, the group of people that I was with at that time. Um, it wasn't really, it wasn't truly safe because I couldn't actually express myself. And at that time, I wasn't able to articulate it anyways. So I there, there probably wasn't really a safe space that I could have found that I would have actually felt safe in. So, I think it's take, you know, it takes that. It really, to use language uh, from our previous guest, Shanae, it really takes jumping out of the plane and going, experiencing the fall of like falling into maybe not a safety net, but falling into the community, falling into yourself, um, and falling into those things that you've maybe been blocked off or you had suppressed or repressed um, in order to protect yourself. Because that's not true safety. It's just self preservation. It's survival. And like what we're finding and what we've found and what we've been able to cultivate, I hope, uh, is actual safe spaces for people to be able to come and be vulnerable.
0: Yeah. Here on the show, for specifically, is what you're talking about. Uh, to take something from what Shanae said, actually. Um, that the adoption community is, is a living organism. So what are you right. guys considering as a, a safe space specifically? Because, because what I'm going to say is kind of the devil's advocate of that is there's certain areas that I have come to find that I would not specifically that are CAD related, that I would not specifically call a safe space.
1: And oh, for I'm, sure. I'm not saying the yeah. whole thing. and what i okay. when I was saying all of that, I wasn't saying just everything. Once you're in the Adobe community, it's <laughs> you're safe now. Like right. you're good. <laughs> just let down everything. You're fine. Nothing bad will ever happen. That's obviously not true, and that's not true for any group or any any anything. Um, I think that there are specific safe spaces. And like for me, one of them is the show, and not even the show itself, but the this this right here, recording with you together, uh, our meetings on Tuesdays. Uh, I think those are safe spaces. I think some of the stuff we did on clubhouse, um, while potentially could be unsafe, I think we went and did what was necessary to make it a safe space for people to feel comfortable to share in a setting that, you know, you might be approaching for the very first time. So it's more, spe- for me, it's more specific examples like that and not mm-hmm. necessarily overarching the community itself, or even right. once you start going through the fall or jumping out of the plane that you're now safe, like obviously jumping out of a plane implies danger implies mm-hmm. unsafety um, just to use that language. I really, really loved uh, that analogy. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's, yeah. that's for me. That's so
0: that, like. I guess that would be our disclaimer is when we talk about safe spaces, be careful of, of what you fall into, I guess, because there are a lot of communities that are not necessarily safe. Um but uh yeah, find a small community. I think smaller communities like you know, like ours is actually great. I I will really like um, you know, I think our after party on Facebook is is a safe space. Um I feel our conversations that we've had on the show are a safe space. I wouldn't say the giant, you know, thirty thousand, you know, member Korean adoptee Facebook group is safe, but um but you know, well I'm it sure can be but it that, also
1: can't be. But I think that's true, though, of even our show, because at the end of the day, while I do think we've done a good job of creating a safe space and for for try for for trying to hold space for everyone as much as we possibly can. I'm sure that there are things that we've probably said or uh, even maybe our guests have maybe said that Mm -hmm. were triggering or maybe unsafe. For other people. And, you know, when we have conversations about like mental health or suicide, we always will, or at least we try to, you know, caveat with a trigger warning or a content warning uh, up atop top and in the show notes. So I think those are small examples of how we try to cultivate a safe space. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that we are we're perfect, you know, and we're always going to we're going to be the right space for everyone. Just like the same way the 30K Korean adoptee or any adoptee Facebook groups or groups anywhere have those things i bet there are mm-hmm. subsets within that group that are safe for certain oh, yeah, people sure but uh, that uh, overall you know you have to take your you get both you get both yeah. so
0: and so i get nervous when larger groups form um in person or even online so um <laughs> You know, I'm excited about con, but at the same time, I I won't lie, I'm I'm a little nervous about it as well. Because who knows, maybe I'm going into this con event with um, meeting somebody who's listened to our show and was offended or triggered by something. And I'm going to not necessarily have to apologize, but I'm going to have to like, you know, maybe they're going to say something. I I don't know. So so those are a little bit of my, uh, I don't know, insecurities, I guess, of going to a large event. And maybe, maybe other people have that too. I don't know. Have you guys? Did you feel any of that when we did our live last year? W- when you met more people,
2: <laughs> uh, I definitely did. I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, oh god, what if I don't vibe with anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, or what if, what if they came expecting this like really great, I don't know, live show and we just suck? <laughs> like there, there's so me. many, so many points of like potential failure that I was super nervous about. And I mean, it's one of those things like. That I'm, I've been so grateful for, uh, like I listen to a number of rewatch podcasts or, you know, whatever that are centered around fandoms, you know, and so like, yeah, like right now I'm listening to the Avatar rewatch podcast and they're like, oh, yeah, the fans are so great. And anytime we meet a fan at con, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, like, that's cool. Sorry, A Con. Yeah, a I was about, about to say not, not, <laughs> the <listener>. not necessarily <laughs> Comic Con, but yeah. right. just a A-Con conference con. yeah. around yeah, they're like, Oh, the fans are so great, blah, blah, blah. I love doing that. And then um, but then you like you think about the Star Wars fandom and you're like, that's not a fandom I really care to be a part of. That's super (laughs) toxic and problematic and you know what i mean like that's and so there are like there is like a scale issue you know sure Um, oh for sure but uh, you know yeah it's just it's the ability to find people that we vibe with you know find people that we really connect with and just be like oh yeah this is this is who i want to hang with you know and i think that's why for us uh, you know our show ethos is like we want to be a platform that encourages more adoptees to use their voices and more adoptees to create these spaces because the John Chi show can't be everything to everyone we don't really want to be everything to everyone like i would love to connect with people i would love to be friends with people but like i'm not going to get into a relationship that forces me to be the opposite of who i am just for the sake of that person feeling okay with me i'm like right that it's cool like you're a human being i'm a human being and we can respect each other and care for each other that way but if i'm not for you like That's totally acceptable. Like we can just disagree or not get along or, you know, whatever. And then like, you could be a Star Wars fan (laughs) deep in the fandom. And then they're like, good for you, man. And then they just go on and and find people who are their people,
1: you know? Exactly. Because we can't all just be, if we're all just in the same group, all love the same things, all have the same exact opinions, that would suck. That would be terrible. (laughs) Then we
2: are a monolith. and that's Then we become the monolith.
1: Well, I will say and that I am excited that.
0: that for Khan, uh, that there are a lot of people that uh, have been on the show, guests, people that we know, people that came uh, to like the live. Who? And I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, flex. Name, don't worry. Names, I'm not flexing name, anything name, in name, front name, of name, you. Name. I am saying there are plenty of people coming that I'm very excited <laughs> to see in person again or meet in for the first time in person that I know uh, will be a safe space. So, you know, when I say that, I say, it's more along the lines of just my uh insecurities of the larger groups not the people that i already know that are coming i think so Mm. which i think is with any group, um, but I had people ask
2: me. Jennifer, like, when you listen to this, I will pay
0: you money to make Nathan feel real nervous. Be like, well, make him, be him as <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Anyone listening to this who is going to con, I will pay <laughs> you money. Yeah. <laughs> to walk up to Nathan and be like, like oh, you uh, thought this
0: was a safe space, Nathan? Yeah. Oh, you're you're Nathan from the Don Chee Show. You're the I worst one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know
1: how <laughs> offensive you are on your show? Yo, God, I, I you cannot you believe God it. it.
0: Oh, now you I make came to con specifically to say this to you.
1: <laughs>
0: i don't like come,
1: you sir you're gonna come in a disguise
0: it's <laughs> yeah. patrick it's like a undercover boss
1: yeah nice. i mean this is the perfect conversation for me to tell you that i have really never vibed with either of you and i'm off i'm off the show <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm back oh yeah that's a right a
0: single tear rolls down my face <laughs> a
1: yep. single tear and he wipes it away with no fear because he is here and i am way over there thank you Dr. Hashtag rhyme <laughs> poetry mm. Was that a rhyme? I don't know. It was
2: a rhyme. I don't know that I would call it poetry. (laughs) Subjective.
1: Subjective. (laughs) You're not wrong. One man's poem is another man's. Please don't ever say that again. So I get it. Interesting. All right.
0: All right. Go write it on a bathroom wall. I'm going to write it out on my wall
1: right here. (laughs) Yeah. Along with the other sticky notes. Yeah. I got a couple sticky notes. I'm going to draw all over these walls because they raised our rent. That's another story, though. That's another oh. story. <laughs> uh, well, then. Just kidding. Welcome, Welcome to I, The John Show Gets Political.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, the John Show. We should have a financial episode one of these days. Because we seems to be on everyone's mind. <laughs> Let's talk about houses. <laughs> Let's
1: talk about... how. All right, we'll be right back. And when we come back, we'll have more house show. I don't know what I was <laughs> more, trying to say. That was terrible. House show. House show. House show. Yeah, it's,
2: like, it's like HGTV, but
1: worse. And yeah. only audio. Along with but our worse and somehow more gentrification You don't. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know should we i don't should, have we have we talked it out for today should we move on to a food yeah i mean we I'm can good. do that if you got sure. another topic let's in have a snack do, okay. we wanna, do we want to do we want to talk we have another have, topic
0: i'm not talking masculinity okay wow. that's coming though that's
1: coming that that is at some point we take. will have that conversation you hear heard it here first all right, Nathan you just shut it us down, fear so first. we're going
2: to a food. Roll the clips are real
1: this time.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the John Cheese Show Food. Eating. Portion. Portion. Did you say food, food. game? Food game. Ooh, food let's game. make it a game. What are we eating today? Mm. Well, you already know because you looked at it. Oh, no, then. Biscotti de Mokoyo. Did anyone catch that?
2: Today we are eating Biscotti by Lotte. I think I said that right. Now I got to check myself. Fill for time.
0: Lotte. It, we are eating so It grows in Lotte many parts.
1: Products. Oh, yeah. It, read that though, but with a, uh, a dulcet tone. It grows in many parts of the world and is a popular ingredient in cooking due to its strong smell and delicious taste. I am biscotti. Patrick or biscotti by Lotte. <laughs> Garlic. So these look
0: like just little garlic crackers. Um, it looks really tasty. It looks like garlic bread, to be honest. Like so, on the package. So.
1: One of our first, item, well, not our first. One of the few items that we've tried that is multiple servings in a pack. Two servings mm. in this one, not just one. I crushed it.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, oh, you I got don't it right. see anything especially uh, nice. interesting about the packaging. Other nice. than it looks like it looks like garlic bread oh. crackers on the front of it. So Since you're what?
2: practicing, Patrick, can you read oh, no. the little the two <laughs> syllables after where it says biscotti in Korean?
1: Uh, let me pull my cheat sheets up, so I need help. <laughs> All right, fill
0: for time. Just for time. It says garlic. No, I don't know. I want to know what the five point one
2: percent is, though.
0: Ah, uh, well, isn't the
1: second one ah? Uh, ga. Oh, you're you you got it. You know what it is? Garlic. Close? Yeah, that's it. This is it. It's Konglish for
2: garlic. Garlic.
1: <laughs> I can is, see it now. I can see it now garlic. that I got my the thing pulled up. I, I, think, I think a, Konglish
2: but... is like some of the easiest Korean to read. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's all too like like this Konglish here. Bisu Bisukoti, Koti is just like that just makes sense in my brain. But then if I have to read like full on Korean, I'm like, I don't know. This takes me like a long time. So I don't know what's up with that. Oh, this is expired.
1: Man, That's I have exciting. I'm going to be I'm going to uh, I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. All right. What? anyways, nope.
0: nope. be honest.
1: What were nope. you going to say? Hit my oh, Siri. Barely. I hit Siri. I'm it is playing. a
0: strong garlic smell. Ooh, they're bigger than I thought. They look like giant. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna lie. These look like giant croutons. Garlic I croutons. Feel like
2: I the smell that I just smelled made me think I walked into an olive garden and not in the back <laughs> Yep.
1: There. Yeah. Right? Where's my breadsticks and my boat of uh, my infinite my salad? Caesar
0: salad? Yeah. That's what I'm wanting.
1: No, the breadsticks in the boat of the garlic Caesar dressing or whatever, the dipping. What is it? No, it's Alfredo. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. And when we were in college, we used to go get the all-you-can-eat salad, Unlimited. soup salad, breadsticks. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> we awesome. would always go. I would do that. They hated a us. Lot.
2: We didn't have Olive Garden where I went to college. <laughs> hmm. You know what they did have? McDonald's
0: this is really sweet these are very that's what i was They're gonna say. very so sweet other than the garlic part of it which was is expected it's sweeter than i expected i like sure. it it might be a, has, a tad too it only sweet. has three grams of sugar though it says
2: no it has eight grams of
0: sugar oh total it includes three grams of added sugars so. oh added sugar we should have left that added Nathan's
1: out. like the smallest number that's the one i'm going with <laughs> i just
2: i'm glad they don't say anything about being high protein <laughs>
0: Remember sure. that time that oh, we yeah. had
2: that high protein, or that like shrimp cracker, and it was like high protein shrimp, and it was less than one gram. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is delicious. These, These are, are bad, good, but again, I feel like I should put them on my Caesar salad. I do got some salad. They'd down be there. huge croutons. I'd be so annoyed eating this with a salad. Yeah, I know, but I mean, if they were smaller, it essentially tastes like a garlic crouton on my Caesar salad.
1: They're just like a little bit too sweet. M- they're, yeah, I think yeah. for me, a little too sweet, a little too, not soft, but like softer than a crouton. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like that, that texture expired. That te- I wasn't going to say it, but probably said it.
0: <laughs> it's because I bought these for you guys last year. Wow. Well, it's real good.
1: I That's like it. pretty good. Almost as good as the Kenobi trailer that dropped Ooh. yesterday.
2: Ooh. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Ratings. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, these are maybe too good. I can't even like do a good podcast because I'm busy eating them.
1: <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll go first. I'm giving it a four. A little too sweet, and then mm. the that soft that little too soft texture. They're really good, and I would eat all of them. I'm gonna eat all of them. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna even share them with Emily because she's a big crouton person. So mm. I think she needs to try these. But that's rude. Of I you think, to say.
2: she's a a big normal person. She's not a crouton person.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I called I'm your just wife a crouton. Like, the same a person,
2: is. okay? Think about how the crouton people actually feel. That's so,
1: well, you know what? So I wasn't thinking about that, people. so I apologize sincerely to the crouton people who are listening. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was not thinking about you, and I now feel genuinely terrible. Because wow. this is a safe space. After we
2: spent a whole episode talking about how the Jansi show is a safe space, and you just go and <laughs> destroy the crouton people. Jeez.
1: So much for diplomacy. I had to mute it because I was choking, and then I unmuted it because I was done and choked more. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm sorry, crouton people. <laughs> this is my official apology to the to all croutonites yeah out there listening. And wherever you are, you I'm are gonna loved. go find that Crouton Facebook. Group. <laughs> oh, God,
0: I'm joking still. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's <laughs> around like thirty thousand people in there. Call you out. Unsafe. Um
0: <coughs> yeah, I would I would agree. I'm giving it a four. I like the garlic, I like the crunch. It is a little tad too sweet. Um, I, I still stand by my Caesar salad. If I crumble this up and sprinkle it on my Caesar salad, I might do that later tonight. KJ is silent because he's still eating. I'm not sure gonna talk a little more. <laughs> I think that
1: I think that the, the cru- or the garlic seasoning is too loose because when I was choking and coughing, I was just like it's just like I can feel it caked on the back of my throat and it was <laughs> making it much harder to <clears throat> stop choking. And coughing because of it. So I think you're. I drank some water. Eating. I even drank some water. No, nah, I think you it's just to like a it. thick, a thick viscous garlic on what? coating the back of my throat.
0: Viscous?
1: I don't know. I was just. Is, I heard that you, word on that TV is opposite the other day. of powdery.
0: You, you can't be powdery and viscous <laughs> at the same time.
1: Well, you asked this garlic piece in the back of my throat. <laughs> the viscous wow. part is
0: your your salivary glands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 on this edition of Patrick Knows Words.
0: Patrick doesn't know what viscous um,
1: means.
2: Viscous means having a stick, a thick, sticky consistency between solid and liquid.
1: So okay, I stand by it then. I stand no, by the choice. That, that's that entirely incorrect. In between <laughs> thick and liquid in the back no. of my throat. Yeah, now you're offending is, the viscosity. Oh my Out
0: there, the, no, he didn't want <laughs> be-
1: vis- <laughs> 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 to be. Do the people okay, with viscous? I'm not going to eat another one apologize. while you're making
2: a bit because I have to get to get my rating. I'm going to give this a four point <laughs> seven five.
0: Ooh, dang! Boy, I think this is Woo. Really,
2: really good. I know I don't like sweet things, but the sweetness of this doesn't bother me. I actually like that it's a little softer, so I don't feel like I'm just destroying my gums. And I realized one solution would be to floss more, but, you know, I'm living life on the edge.
1: That um, is literally on the edge for sure. Gener- That's why Dennis told me.
2: <laughs> Generally, <laughs> uh, I think these are really good. And I like how big they are because I like eating croutons, but croutons are really small because they're meant to go in salads, right? So it's like a jumbo crouton. It's amazing. So um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not giving it a perfect five. But There's some. I think I think it is the sweetness, but it doesn't bother me enough to like really knock it down. It's just like a, oh, that's interesting, you know. So four point seven five for me.
0: What'd now, you give it, Nathan? A four? I give it a four. Also, okay. yeah, like uh because I, I I think it just tastes like a giant garlic crouton. So it is
1: pretty good, but I'm here for it. It is making me want a salad. I'm not it gonna does, lie. Right? Yeah, or maybe some, I hate salad.
0: garden. Uh, I don't hate salad. Mm, some pasta, yeah, maybe oh, pasta maybe it just want
1: to pasta eat olive garden
0: guess maybe we'll I'll make
1: it. some ramen and throw some of these in there Ooh, like wow. a, crunch. a big pizza
0: that's amore
1: that's <laughs> amore alright well I think we had that's a, a all a, for the damn cheese show I think we had a good <laughs> garlic crunch and I think we had a good conversation about safe spaces and I apologize once again to the crouton people for being being offensive or if you're offended by anything that I said on this episode. Not representative of who I am or the show itself.
0: But it's good that this is a podcast because people may be offended by our breath because we're eating garlic. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a stretch. I know. I know. Dang
1: it. That is hilarious. What a terrible
0: joke. Anyway. joke to end the show.
1: Well, before we end it, we might as well tell people where they can find us. KJ? at
2: uh oh yeah right uh, <laughs> at garlic <laughs> crouton nope com. at oh i was gonna go into my personal ones but it was like first we do the show then we do the personal ones i know how to podcast that's fine uh we are at john T show all the places on the internet where we can be found that is where you can find us you can find us at john dot com, uh and go to slash support if you want to support the show um please take a minute and leave us a rating or review if you haven't done so mm-hmm. um What else? I don't know. We got a
1: phone number they can call and leave us with nails on. That's right. Yep. Still, we have not gotten. They don't know that one. They don't know that. Cut that part out. Cut that, cut that, cut that. (laughs) Uh, Do you have the number? Do you want me to read the number? Or can they go back and listen to the number? I literally never pull up the number. Oh, I have it written here so I can easily (laughs) recall (laughs) it. That's why I always say it. That's why I've been saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Do it. Okay. Uh, leave us a voicemail at 972-677-8867. We would love to play your voice on the show. Crazy Ira and the Douche. And the Douche.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can find me at Kejaroelke, wherever I want to be found on the internet. You can find me at Nnowak on Instagram.
1: You can also find me on Instagram at Patrick in the World.
2: Yeah, you can find... Myself and Patrick in the past at South by Southwest with uh, keynote speaker Jerry Wan on a panel of uh, other fantastic Asian-Americans. I actually don't know what he's talking about, but I'm sure it's going to be great. I know it's like, what now? But I don't know. The panel is titled Dear
1: Asian-Americans. What's next? What's next? Oh. Yes.
2: oh, or what now? Because it would
1: be actually it the, might be what present, now, you know. Oh, no. Sorry, Jerry. Who knows? Oh, He wasn't after. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Well, you can hear more about it next week when we come back with a brand new episode of the John Chi show until then. Hey oh <laughs> That did not work. Did my- work. Hey-o. <laughs> John Chi Hey John Chi, my that? eardrums are broke. <laughs> Why does
2: that always fail? I don't understand. Are you trying to ghost me with your stack? It makes me so angry. All right, whatever. Bye.